I want to take a second and say thank you for listening to The Professional Edge. We're talking about not completely true, meaning estate planning gotchas. So as a listener here in The Professional Edge, one of my benefits to our listeners is to combine your estate plan, your income tax plan, and a review of your portfolio. Yes, inflation is a blaze right now, the highest uh, rate change in 30 years. So think about that for a second if you've not made adjustments to your investment portfolio or you've not done your estate plan for several years. Uh, Last time you did it was your kids were just born and now all of a sudden they're in college. Well, that's a wake up call. And what we've done is actually combine the three things, your estate planning document, your income tax plan, not just doing your income tax, but actually planning your income taxes to reduce them down to the lowest point possible without putting on that orange jumpsuit and then also a review of your portfolio. The details to that to combine those three services would be north of $10,000. We've done that for our listeners here on the Professional Edge for $3,000. The details on that is emcthebundle.com. That is echo marycharliethebundle.com. So on to what we're actually talking about is not completely true. Meaning um, we've done some estate planning, but we've not done it with the proper counsel and advice. So therefore... We're going to have probably a negative result when we administer the estate. So let's go through the scenario of the individual has friends. We're all at the coffee shop with the golden arches. And lo and behold, he says, yep, I just got done doing this at the attorney's office. And and man, I can't believe how much attorneys charge is worse than dentists. Well, I beg to differ, but go lo and behold he says you know what you know my plan's pretty simple i'm leaving everything to my wife and then equally to my kids and you know they're all sitting around there having their coffee and you know the one gentleman speaks up and he says you know that's the same plan i'm gonna do do you mind sharing your document with me and well you know what uh let me copy it. I'm going to retype it because I'm a good typer. And then I'm just going to sign it and get it all taken care of because your plan of distribution is exactly what I want to do. Equally between my kids, if my wife doesn't survive, we're perfect. And you know what? We'll split that attorney's bill. We'll get one over on the attorney. And they look at each other and say, deal. So next uh, coffee hour brings in the document, brings a copy in. And lo and behold, he retypes the document. Yes, this is a true story. Um, I had to do some clawing and digging to figure this one out. But this is what happened. So he goes home, he types it out, and he says, you know what, all you got to do is have these witnesses right here and uh, give me a notary stamp. And lo and behold, um, I'm just going to have my wife sign it over here because, you know, Johnny's not available at the coffee shop. And so we're all good. Puts it away. Lo and behold, when uh, he passes away, uh, she pulls out this last will and testament and says, yep, it's right here. Um, It says I get everything and takes it into the attorney's office. And he says, okay, got that. Uh, Looks at the witnesses and says, hmm. And she says, what do you mean? Hmm. Well, lo and behold, um, the document is not actually effectively executed. So what does that mean? 
Well, we can just correct that right now, can't we? No, uh, the individual, the testator, has passed away. So therefore, this document's going to stand on its own two legs as it is right now. Well, in order to probate a last will and testament, it has to be proved to be a valid document. And there are some legal conditions and requirements for this to be a valid document. And one of them is proper execution. Well, lo and behold, the witnesses are not correct. So therefore, this document's going to be set aside. And she says, well, that's fine. Um, we're married and I'm going to get everything anyway. And he says, um, that's not completely true. She says, what do you mean it's not true? We've been married 30 years. Well, it's not completely true because when a person passes away with a will that is invalid because it was not properly executed, remember, we're saving pennies, um, which is going to cost you dollars when we executed this because we did the photocopy of this and improperly executed because we wanted to try and pull one over on that attorney and not pay the attorney his fee. So with that in mind, this was not properly executed, so it's set aside. It's not a valid last will and testament, and therefore it cannot be probated. So now that's set aside, and the widow is now the lucky recipient of um, intestate, which is uh, passing away without a will. Even though this person thought they had a will, it's invalid, so therefore it defaults to the intestate rules and provisions. So what that basically means is even though the terms and conditions of this invalid will said 100% to my surviving spouse, intestate steps in and says, you know what? Not really the case. So what's going to happen is we're going to divide 50% of the decedent's estate outright, and that goes to the surviving spouse. But the remaining 50% is going to be divided equally between the heirs. Well, scratch your head. What does heirs mean? Well, heirs include the surviving spouse and the two children. So now we got the second remaining 50%, which is going to be divided three ways. So lo and behold, um, wife steps in, two kids step in. We're going to divide that 50% three ways. Now, is that the result that the decedent really wanted? Nope, because the last will and testament that he thought was valid by his copy machine and his quick typing ability thought that he was going to give everything to his surviving spouse and then the remainder to the kids if there was not a surviving spouse, meaning the contingent beneficiaries. So again, not completely true. If the last will and testament is set aside, it doesn't matter how long you've been married. How long uh, could be a day doesn't matter because the will is going to be set aside for improper execution. Now the law of descent and distribution is going to supersede and that says spouse gets half. The other half is divided between the heirs, which is spouse and the two kids in our example. So if this is something that you sort of scratch your head about and you want to avoid, so that way you're not sitting there and saying, that's not completely true. And you're the recipient of that not completely true. And now um, it affects the property in which you're going to receive. Well, to sit down and have a candid conversation, it's confidential 100%. And the first one's on the house. How about that one? Gratis, free. Um, everybody likes free. Just give our office a call at 877-654-9798. That number again, 877-654-9798. 
We can meet down here at the Cunningham Center, or if you want to journey to the 10 lanes of traffic in Metro Atlanta, um, 10 lanes going one way north. Yes, there is a place in Atlanta that, if you can imagine that, there are 10 lanes of traffic heading north. So if you don't want to do that, um, or if you want to try your driving skills, come on up to Atlanta. Welcome you here. Uh, we have some great restaurants and shopping. But also, if you don't even want to go to Columbus or Atlanta and you just want to have a conversation, we all know that Zoom and the Teams for Microsoft works very well for that virtual conference. So again, to set that up, give our office a call at 877-654-9798. That number again, 877-654-9798. So that's the not completely true. So we've talked about A, adding people on accounts like bank accounts. That um, is going to supersede the provisions of the last will and testament. We talked about life insurance beneficiaries to make sure that's coordinated too, because that's going to supersede. And then the third one is we just got done talking about it on um what the individual has uh, a valid estate planning document. So that's the other one. So let's turn on to that's not completely true. Here's the other gotcha, which you gotta be worried about. You have your place here in your domicile state, and let's reference that to Georgia. Being a listener here on the Professional Edge and our office is in Atlanta, we're gonna go Braves because we gotta get some World Series champions. Um, a long dry spout. Just got down here to Atlanta right before the Braves won it. And I'm still here, and they finally won it again. So, yes, I'm celebrating the World Series win. Um, go Braves. So, back to this not completely true. So, when we talk about things, we want to make sure that things are going to be copacetic. We understand the consequences. So, you live in Georgia. That's a long digression, right? But uh, got to... Uh, Shout out to the Braves here. So here's what happens. You are living here in Georgia and you have your place down in Florida, the Panhandle condominium, right? So you have a last will and testament and you leave everything to your surviving spouse. The condo you purchased and to make the financing go through, you just put it in your name, period, done, put it away. So what happens? Well, she then comes into the attorney's office after her husband passes away and says, okay, I'm, I'm ready to get everything. And he goes, um, okay, that's fine. And she goes, I, I understand. I've, I've done some Google searches and I'm going to we are going to have to probate this last one testament. And, and I, I have, I really don't like that condo down there. My, that was my husband's deal because I want to go on down the beach, uh, over to Destin. He goes, okay, that's fine. And, he, and she goes, I, I need to be able to sell it next week. And she, he says, um, I understand that you want to sell it next week, but you're not going to be able to. And she so scratches her head and she goes, but the last will and testament says I get everything. He goes, yeah, you're going to get everything, but we're going to have to open a probate estate here and there is ancillary probate. She says, what, what does that word mean? Well, we're going to have a probate estate in Florida too to transfer that title back to you to here to Georgia through the probate court of Georgia. And then lo and behold, you're going to have title and you're going to be able to convey that to the new buyer. She says, well, the buyer needs to close immediately. And the attorney says, well, um, 
That's not completely true that you're going to be able to convey title within a week. So lo and behold, here's the gotcha. Um, if you have real property outside the state of your domicile, in our example, it was Georgia, and you have a last will and testament, then you are going to be the lucky recipient of ancillary probate. That is probate of a real parcel of land outside your domicile state. That took me a second to figure out the wording that I wanted to say and apologize for that sort of mind delay. But trying to convey the right information to our listeners here on the professional edge. So when you have that real property in a non-domicile state, then you are actually going to have to probate that property. So when we come back to the next session on not completely true, we're going to discuss how you can avoid that ancillary probate of this parcel of land down on the Florida Panhandle. My name's Seen Todd, tax attorney, CPA, and certified financial planner. If you want to have a candid conversation to make sure that you are not going to have these estate planning gotchas, give our office a call at 877-654-9798. That number again, 877-654-9798. Be sure to listen to us on our podcast as well. We've made these all available and be sure to share these if something interests you and a friend or a colleague can benefit, do pass us along. I appreciate it. More coming up here on The Professional Edge.